Happy New Year, and thank you for allowing me to be here with you all this morning. It is a pleasure, and I am grateful for it. Our gospel lesson for this morning comes from John, chapter 1, verses 10 through 18. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. This past week, while preparing this sermon, I realized I chose one of the hardest passages to work with. These verses are so much like a riddle, and it took me days to work through and figure out what I wanted to say, and more importantly, what God was wanting me to say. So it may have taken a while, but where I want to focus on today is on humanity and humanness. At the beginning of this new year, when we make resolutions and goals and think of our intentions for 2022, I think it is important to look at our humanness in all its broken beauty and realize the gifts that Jesus gives us. But first, let's look into the early Johannine community, since this community plays a major role in the development of this gospel and in our theology. All of Johannine literature, which includes the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and Revelation, appears to have been written at the turn of the century, around 100 CE. By this point, Christianity is not a fully organized religion and is still fairly small. The people are probably one generation removed from Jesus' time. There are not a ton of people, but the Jesus movement is slowly growing in number and people are beginning to think about what this could mean. When a group of like-minded Jesus followers were removed from their places of worship, they were open to the wider world and had to create a clearer understanding of who Jesus was, what he meant for them, and how to live in response to the challenges that Jesus provides. This is why the Gospel of John was written. And this work is similar to what we still do today. We, in a way, have been removed from our places of worship for the past two years. But even if we had not been, we would still be wrestling with the questions of who Jesus was and is, what Jesus means in our lives, and how we respond to him. The traditional Moravian response is through faith, love, and hope. But what does that mean? It looks different for every person, so what does it mean for you? The Gospel of John offers a ton of theologically rich ideas on this. 
Some have called this gospel a spiritual gospel, since it is not very historical. The gospel of Mark is the main historical source that informs Matthew and Luke, while John reflects the history of the community. The gospel of John reflects the people of the first century and how they reacted to the historical person of Jesus. The story of Jesus in John is not to be read necessarily as historically accurate, but as an early theological reflection of how people, much like us, thought about Jesus. The Gospel of John was written for community. So let's talk about community. What is community? Simply defined, community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. But I think there is something more. I think community carries an intentionality of care. Community is formed and maintained when we allow the broken humanity of ourselves to be seen and cared for by others. Community is built in vulnerability. And vulnerability comes from being human, which is exactly what Jesus did. Our verses for today highlight how Jesus took on flesh. Verse 14 focuses on Jesus' humanity. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The word that has always existed with God very intimately is now enfleshed or embodied. Some versions of verse 14 say, and the word became flesh and lived among us instead of made his dwelling among us. The Greek verb lived literally means pitched his tent. This reminds us of when God journeyed with the Israelites in the wilderness through the tabernacle. God has now chosen to become embodied in human flesh, to become an even more radical tabernacle or dwelling, an example of love. I'll admit that what confuses me sometimes about this is that God and Jesus are intimately connected, yet retain their uniqueness within their oneness. But part of what I love about the Trinity is the mystery of it, and how we may never exactly know how God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit can be one and separate all at once. That's a question I will be keeping in my back pocket for when I can ask God face to face. Verse 14 is the clearest statement of Jesus' humanity in this passage. He came into the world and he suffered the same things as us. Thirst, hunger, weariness from a long day of work, and ultimately death. Jesus took on flesh. Jesus lived among us. Jesus embraced humanity and brought grace to us. Now, this is not the first time some form of grace was brought to people by God. Verses 16 and 17 say, Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace had been given before through the law of Moses, and now Jesus comes again with a new grace for us to receive. This new grace does not negate the former gift of Moses. It is a Christian thought that the former gift is to be respected, as it is from God, but it has been perfected through Jesus Christ. And if we remember when and why the Gospel of John was written... We remember this is a group of Jesus followers working to make meaning of Jesus. And early Jesus followers were not Christian yet and still retained their Jewish identity. 
With this in mind, we can see why a total rejection of the law of Moses was not ideal, but yet Jesus needed to be included. So we have Jesus as the fulfillment of the law, bringing grace and truth. It does not negate the Jewish history of the community, Jesus, or Christianity as it develops. Rather, it connects us all in a beautiful history. This grace gives us the ability to be our full, broken, and human selves, knowing that we are always still loved by our God. Our humanity does not set us apart from God. It now brings us closer to God. Through the Son taking on flesh, we are now able to know God more deeply. Verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Jesus has made God known to us through his embodiment of humanity. So how could our humanness ever be a barrier to God? Our human selves, which are physical, sexual, emotional, psychological, sometimes chaotic beings, are never too much for God. And Jesus made sure that our humanness not only helps us know God, but also brings us closer to God. Grace can be defined as God's unmerited, free, spontaneous love for sinful people as revealed through Jesus Christ. Grace can also be a gift from God with the special purpose of accomplishing for man good things which he cannot achieve for himself. Grace is remarkable. But what is weird about it is in the Gospel of John, grace is only mentioned four times, all of those within the verses we looked at today. Something that has become so fundamental to our understanding of God is barely mentioned. But maybe we don't need the word to specifically be said to realize that God's grace permeates everything. Look at Jesus. Without Jesus coming to earth and taking on flesh, what could we do? If grace is the assistance we need to accomplish the impossible, how could we do anything without it? The whole of Jesus is an act of grace. This is what the community that influenced and wrote the Gospel of John needed. This is what they decided Jesus was, is, and will be. They created some of our major Christological beliefs. The Word preexisted creation with God. Creation was through the Word. Jesus Christ is the incarnation of God, the Word become flesh. He shares in the divinity of God, yet he has taken on the human condition totally. The perfection of God's earlier gift of the law to Moses takes place in and through Jesus Christ, among others. And if this early community can do that, what could we do? We have had 2,000 or so more years of seeing Jesus at work in our world, so what more could we say about God? I think we can testify that God can move through the hardest of times. God's grace abounds regardless of wars, pandemics, politics, or community strife. And this is what I want to hold on to for 2022. The limitless capacity of God's grace and the fact that nothing, not even our humanness, can separate us from God. I want us to become less embarrassed of our humanness and embrace it. This is not an excuse to be wild because God will love us anyway but a call to live into the bodies and lives we have been given, knowing that there is no part of it that God has not blessed. At one point in his life, Zinzendorf even discussed how since Jesus was born, 
grew through childhood, adolescence, and adulthood. All stages of life were blessed. And Mary, being the mother of our Lord, she is the counterpart to Jesus, which blesses the stages of a woman's life. God loves us in all our human brokenness, even when we think we should look this way, lose this amount of weight, or whatever other New Year's resolution we are told we should make. I want our resolution to be to live into 2022 as humans, capable of sin and grace, full of the love of God, caring for one another, and working to make the world a better place. It is lofty and it won't be easy, but I'm pretty confident that it can be done and we can do it. Amen.